Welcome to the Speaking From Our Hearts podcast. In this edition, we'll be talking about many aspects of life, particularly health, relationships and wealth-related topics, all from a heart-centred approach. Your host, Paul Lowe, has a long and successful history of helping others through his coaching and mentoring, as well as his many charitable initiatives. He's been responsible for positively impacting thousands of people's lives, particularly young people from challenging backgrounds. Paul is the author of the books Mastering the Game of Life from Pain to Purpose and Speaking from Our Hearts. Welcome listeners to this Speaking from Our Hearts podcast episode where I'm inviting back um, Elaine Godley, um, she of the Perfect 10 Wellness Programme and you may recall from previous episodes that Elaine uh, has flagged up 10 particular parts of that, uh, hence the name, surprise, surprise, the Perfect 10 Wellness Programme, 10 particular elements and in today's episode uh, Elaine's going to be telling us how to detox your life and home for improved health. So very warm welcome, Elaine. Marvellous. Thank you very much, Paul. Lovely to be with you again. So how to detox your life and home for improved health, Elaine? Right. Um, Just to recap, um, the 10 areas that um, you referred to with the perfect 10, we've got work, home, mind, body, friends, family, values, attitudes, beliefs and behaviours. So every area there that I've just mentioned has a capacity to uh, be toxic. So um, we're particularly going to be talking about um, work and home um, because that's the major, major area. Um, we've also mentioned previously about friends and family, the toxicity that, that can that can occur there if you've got negative people around you um, yeah. in certain scenarios is not, you know, it's not healthy. Mm. But uh, with, with the work and home, when when we're working in an environment that's full of chemicals, um, we don't necessarily know we're in an environment, and to be frank, that, that, that is covered in chemicals. There's uh, scientific evidence that show that people who work from home are actually something like an incredible 40% more likely to get cancer than those who go out to work. And that's because of the toxicity in the materials that surround us. So you've got fibres in the carpets, formaldehyde in the in the um, the plastic things that are all around us, uh, the paints. Even though they're you know not like the old lead paint that that, that you and I grew up with, mm. um, there's, there's still lots of nasties in in paint everywhere. You've got the things that we keep under the sink. You know the bleaches, the the um, spray air freshener things and you know so on and so forth so i'd urge everybody to have a look around your house and see what is in there that you actually don't need and and please 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 look at the labels because if if you can't understand what's written on the label then you don't want it in your house you're looking for natural products um candles for example um the, the, there's lots of cheap uh, what do you call those little candle things that um uh tea light tea light candles yes yes so the tea light candles um they are toxic um better to replace them with beeswax um candles um there's other other things that candles are made of i can't think of, 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 of an example at the moment but beeswax definitely um so you're 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 burning something which you can add essential oils to so you're actually converting the candle from a pretty thing to a 
to an effective health uh, benefit. Um, things like um, bleaches. We don't need bleach. All we need is a bit of elbow grease, as my, my nan used to say. Um, washing soda, uh, white vinegar, lemon juice, um, all these all these things. That's, that's all we need to um, to deal with uh, anything that you could possibly have to, to, to be cleaned can all be dealt with uh, using natural products rather than all these all these chemicals. So the toxicity at home um, is all around us, as I say, not just in the in the products in our cupboards, but it's also in the in the fabrics and um, you know wallpapers. Um, what do you call those? Um, you know the worktops in the kitchen, the kitchen cupboards. Literally ev everywhere you look um, has toxicity right the way through it because it's been made using some sort of process processing um, chemical. And um, particularly if you have things that are damaged, that's where you get the um, the, the nasty chemicals that then uh, sort of bleed out. Um, remember years ago we had to, uh, asbestos was all the rage and we know now that it's, it's, it's really quite nasty for us, particularly uh, lung cancer, a form of asbestosis, mm. um, mesothelioma it's called, it's a form of um, asbestosis, which is slightly easier to say than mesothelioma, but it's um, a, a lung cancer that acts like a bit like cotton wool. So there's no tumour as such. It's like cotton wool surrounding your lungs to the point where you can't breathe. Well, asbestos um, in and of itself is not the problem. It's when it gets damaged. So if you've got anything in your house, you might have old ceiling tiles that are cracked, um, you know, paintwork that's chipped, all this kind of thing, all adds to the toxicity. So um, that's, that's, as I say, it's all around us. And a, and a way to the way to cleanse your house is basically um, spring clean it. Go go through room by room, you know, washing everything down, and um, not doing it as a you know major major thing, but just like tidy as you go kind of thing. And as you as you go to do your cleaning, uh, rather than use the you know Mr Sheen or you know whatever product you use, just use a, a damp cloth and and a bit of um, water with uh, in a spray bottle with essential oil and white vinegar. And um, that's pretty much all you need. Very, very simple and, it, and cheap as chips, absolutely cheap and chips. So you not only save a fortune, you're, you're giving yourself a much better chance for, 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 for good health as well. So with the, um, with the example of the asbestos, Elaine, which was a great one, I mean, there's, there's something there that I think most people are, you know, uh, are stroke, have been aware of. And, and obviously, certainly in, you know, in the last few years, um, and, and you'd say, well, that's okay. That's that's in the awareness. But you know, if I'm if I play a little bit of devil's advocate on this, and people say, well, you know, we've got to live. Um, all right, you could argue, well, we said that sort of pre asbestos alarm days, where you know everybody just carried on doing what they do. You know, we don't know what we don't know. I seem to say that every single episode, but it's true. <laughs> um, so. I suppose, as I say, within my plane, a little bit of devil's advocate, Elaine. So in terms of this toxicity or the detox in your home, uh, we'll come to the life element in a moment. But what, you know, with the asbestos, we know what that sort of those harmful uh, particles will be that, as you say, get in the lungs and, you know, and all and the damage they do. But what is the real damage that that is done by just a normal house, inverted commas, normal? 
Well, there are there are medical or scientific studies that prove, as I said, something like forty percent. Uh, there's forty percent higher chance of getting um, cancer, for example, which you know is my sort of specialist topic, sadly. But but there we go. Um, there's a repository which is called PubMed.com, which stands for Public Medical, short for Public Medical. So PubMed.com. Yeah. Have a look on there, and um, there'll be various articles and um, it, everything you need to know. Any, any research at all you want to know on the medical health sort of issues and um, mm. challenges, you'll, you'll find the answers there. So, you know, we, we, yeah, point taken. We have to live, and uh, we can't scare ourselves to death either. Um, I'm, I'm sitting here talking to you now in my cabin in the garden and I'm looking out at, you know, the spring plants, you know, popping out and all the rest of it, thinking, gosh, I really must um, paint my fence. I need to um, <laughs> treat my fence. Yeah. But I'm, when I do that, I know I'm going to be um, covering my face with a mask um, so that I'm not breathing in the fumes. I need to paint my cabin. Um, it's not been done for a couple of years, so I need to paint and varnish that this year. And again, that's going to be a, 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 a that will be a major thing for me because the varnish is a lot more toxic. Um, but but things like this around the place just just minimise. Um, you can't not live, and uh, you know there's very few things these days that are natural. So just 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 use common sense, really. Mm. It's uh, we're back to that yet again, Elaine, aren't we? That raising awareness yet again. That seems to be certainly from you know the episodes I do with you know yourself consistently and most other people, even on non health, uh, non related health scenarios or topics. You know that that consistency of raising awareness runs through runs through everything, isn't it? And I think if I'm hearing you correctly, that's exactly what you're saying about raising our awareness of of managing that risk, really. Exactly, and and once your ra- once your awareness is raised, it's very difficult not to to do anything about it because mm. the more you are aware, the more you realise that actually this is all in your control. You can choose to ignore things, um, or you can do something about it. And um, years ago, I I bought a lot of um, what do they call it? It was a product that they that, that they do. Um, it was Niken um, years ago, and I I'd got things to sleep on and things with the water and th- all the stuff around the house. And I, w- I was going to a chiropractor. This is over 20 years ago now. So I mean, th- things have moved on and, and, you know, things are considerably different now. But the chiropractor at the time said to me, oh, I wouldn't use any of that stuff if I were you because it overstimulates your red blood cells and can cause cancer. Oh, crikey, I thought. So once I knew I'd spent over a £1,000, which was a lot of money going back, in all these different um, products, and I, I just literally scraped them all up around the house, and I took them down to the dump because, um, although obviously they went into landfill, which is not so good these days. But again, we didn't know about that then. Um, but I couldn't, I couldn't unknow what I knew once he told me, and it was in my head. I couldn't bring myself to use any of them, nor could I bring myself to give them to anybody because I would just be passing the problem. Yeah. Um, I since now know that, that it's not an issue and I, and I could still be using, using them. Um, but, but there we go. We, 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 can't, we can't be aware of anything and everything. As you say, we don't know what we don't know. But once we are aware, then we have choices and yeah. it's up to us to decide how we want to live our lives. Uh, we could scare ourselves to death or we could take a, a common sense approach and go, OK, well, I know this is, this is not you know, ideal. Things like... Um, 
you know, very simple things like nail varnish, you know, the amount of nail bars that are around these days. And, you know, most women, some, some blokes even these days have their, have their nails done and painted and all these extensions and different things. It's very, I used to, I used to be known for my, for my long red nails. And at one time, I remember there was a picture of my hands on the internet and people, people knew it was me just, but just by my hands. Now, because I know of the toxicity, uh, there's, there's, um, uh, formaldehyde, there's uh, phthalates, uh, tuline, I think it's called. There's any number of toxic uh, chemicals in nail varnish, and our nails are a source of getting uh, uh, fresh air and uh, nice things in our body or, or nasty things. So if you're covering up your nails, you're um, you're not allowing your your body to breathe, and you're filling it with with chemicals. I, I know that now and I can't bring myself, even though I look at my hands and my nails and I think, oh dear, um, very, very, very occasionally I will have nails done, but I'm probably talking two or three times a year perhaps, yeah. whereas yeah. they are continually done. So it's, it's, you know, again, going back to the common sense and, and the same in the workplace as well. So um, the, the, this, this uh, podcast topic is, you know, detox in home, home and, and life. So every aspect, if you're, of your life, whether it's whether you're at home, whether you're in in the office, um, you know, washing up liquids, um, hand soaps when you go when you're out and about and you, and you go to the bathroom, you know, service stations, you know, you, you, you we obviously we wash our hands a lot, but even even the the hand soaps they're they're full of they're full of chemicals they're full of toxicity and then you then you go well okay well perhaps I'll use a hand gel instead well look at the labels on those. Some of them are okay, some of them aren't. So again, it's a, it's a question of balance and not going bonkers. And, you know, we, we, we wouldn't get out of bed in the morning, would we, if, if we, you know, followed absolutely every rule in the book. Um, mm. But getting balance is really, really important. And um, just being aware that everything around us, the air we breathe, when I, when I fill up with fuel, I, I have my hand over my mouth and um, I, I, I wear a lot of scarves so I put, just put my scarf over my mouth um, because filling you know how many times do we fill up with fuel w- with me it could be once or twice a week and um, I've got my, my tanks quite, quite big so I'm, I'm you know if I was standing there breathing in the fumes that's that's no good to man nor beast so all these little things we can just make our life a bit kinder and softer by by um, taking precautions but at the same time living and not not getting too het up over it Mm. if i can switch the focus now elaine obviously from the tangible products in the home to the more or the less shall i say the less tangible products of life not products but ways of life and i'm thinking so how do we detox our life with non-tangibles and i'm thinking around things like limiting beliefs uh, um our emotions, you know, our habits, all these things that we can allow to become toxic. What's, I mean, it's a completely different sort of uh, take on, on things, I think, from that, as I say, that tangible product-driven home scenario. But nonetheless, the damage that we can do psychologically from not detoxing, um, I think, is immense. What, what's your thoughts around that, Elaine? As, as always, um, everything with me starts with about behaviour and knowing ourself, knowing our body, knowing our own mind, knowing what we want, you know, knowing what our purpose is, all that kind of stuff is, is fundamental. 
because when we know all of that, then it's not so uh, easy for us to be detracted and sent off off piste by other people. Um, other people, their views, their beliefs, their way of life, their culture, whatever, um, has an enormous impact on us on a day-to-day basis. I was talking this morning to somebody who contacted me who's um, seeing an oncologist, actually, um, as we're on this call now, this person is is in the oncologist office and he has a he had was a diagnosis last week and the poor man is, is really worried. So I gave him some um, tips on what to say, what to ask for, etc. And um, he was telling me on how his oncologist has basically told him it's incurable, um, this is gonna happen, that's gonna happen, so on and so forth. And the poor man is beside himself. Mm-hmm. I hear these conversations day in, day out. And I've reminded him that that is there, that's your oncologist belief, that's not your reality. So what is your, and I said to him, he's telling me all about the, um, what he's been told, et cetera. And of course, you know, hear, hear the fear and the, the sadness in his voice. And I just said to him, well, do you, do you want to live? And, he, and straight away he said, yes, I do. I said, why? And then he told me, you know, the, you know, the nice things in his life that he wants to live for. I said, fine this is, you know, here, here are some suggestions and, and go with it. But remember, it's other people's reality they're, that they're telling you. And it's only because how they've been trained and, and what they know. Yeah. They don't know yeah. what you know. They don't know that you've got, you know, me as your secret weapon and I can show you how to, how to um, turn things around. Um, but there's an awful lot of work to do. You have to take responsibility, but you have to set the intention. So setting your intention is absolutely huge um but you can't set an intention if you don't know who you are so again it goes back to the behavior and um here we go around the mulberry bush again it's everything is interconnected isn't it paul it is absolutely 100 percent. it is and for me elaine you know people must get sick and tired of hearing it i must start checking myself on this but it comes back to you know some really really basic facts um and truths and in life that you know life is a very 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 simple game uh we create our own beliefs as you've already alluded to be they good bad or indifferent and this is why i try and and really kind of simplify it down to that distilled that truth not some distortion of somebody else's belief or thought or opinion and i don't care how qualified they are in their particular profession if i don't understand it or agree with it i will question it to the point of becoming a right nuisance over it because you know i've had this in a medical sense where i was labeled this and i was labeled that and i was like oh well i may as well just all end it all then everything i'm hearing um you've put me on the scrappy and i'm a young fella it's like no and somehow despite my plight um i had that sort of that inclination that sixth sense call it what you will to fight against it and go against the grain and i'll give you an example of that with a label that i picked up was it just at the turn of millennium year 2001 2002 somewhere around there um where i was labeled i've got diabetes type 2 diabetes and i said well what does that mean then um you know this 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 old um doctor i went for a taxi badge i was out of work at the time so i went for a taxi badge and now of course you have to have a medical and mm. he said oh we can't give you a badge you've got type 2 diabetes and we can't give you you know we can't give you work right okay well what does that actually mean uh well we'll refer you to your gp he'll tell you all about it so i went to see my gp and he was 
um, apparently one of the top diabetes specialists in, in the whole of Nottinghamshire. So I went to see him and he's telling me, OK, well, it's in its early stages, um, so we can control it by diet, hopefully. So we'll try it six months on diet and this, that and the other. And then we'll have it, you know, we'll review it. And then I thought, well, that doesn't stack up for me. Anyway, the, the, the inevitable happened. And after six months, it's like, OK, now we'll put you on tablets. OK. And of course, in, you know, I didn't know any about any of this stuff. So what happened in the end was I ended up on nine tablets a day. Good grief. Nine a day for this, for that, the other. But what made it actually worse was there was there was changing the, the medication. And I, I can remember saying to this, this so-called expert, well, you're supposed to be the top guy, aren't you? Oh, yeah, but this and that. And I said, I tell you what, where I come from, there's, there's a phrase, I'm a guinea pig. I'm your mm. guinea pig. And I actually yeah. know that there is hell of a lot of money, massive, massive amounts of money in, you know, people in the in the system and administering drugs and all that kind of thing. It's, you know, the pharmaceutical industry is a monumental business. And I'm one of your guinea pigs. I said, um, and so this, uh, you know, and this went on and on and on. And I said, I'll tell you what, one day I'll return here and I will tell you I've sorted this. No chance, no chance. You won't sort it. You know, take my advice or what he was more or less a look. You're doomed. You know, a bit like yes. the old character out of Dad's Armour. Yeah, you were doomed. Yes. <laughs> um, so that went on. And what happened, Elaine, was, um, I mean, because of where I was at at that particular moment in time in my life, I was still drinking heavy, you know, with bouts of labels called that I gave myself, all kinds of weird and wonderful things. And, you know, I was in a bad place. But that was, you know, I take full responsibility. That was down to me. So anyway, what went transpired was um, a few years later, as I started to tighten my guard up and started to think, I don't actually want this life anymore. Um, and the drink would, you know, was was paramount within that and my lifestyle because I've always been active. Uh, you know, I've been always trained hard physically and, you know, played hard. And it's like, OK, so I need more consistency of, of that lifestyle. So I made that conscious decision to change things. And, and I did change things and, you know, the drink was packed up. I'm nearly 10 years dry now. And, you know, the, the training I did sort of on and off, depending whether I was in the phase of drink or not, that become very consistent. And I just changed everything. So I was still in the system for, for, for diabetes. And by this time, I'd moved areas probably a couple of times and surgeries and all this and the other. Anyway, I went to see um, this one particular surgery. This was probably about seven or eight years later. And there was a young nurse there. Um, I, I went for a six-monthly checkup, something like that. Anyway, there was a there was a young trainee nurse alongside of her. And she said, OK, we've got all your your blood tests back, you know, for your, for your, for your diabetes check and this, that and the other. And, uh, um, yeah, this is brilliant. That's brilliant. This is brilliant. I can't remember the technical terms for all the, the tests, whatever they were. Um, and I, I actually, because of this young student nurse, I made her repeat this three times. I played as if a bit of sort of devil's advocate. Are you sure about that? I didn't quite hear that. Can you just repeat that again for me, please? And I deliberately did that, as I say, so this young nurse. And I was kind of smiling and she said, you're not taking this serious, are you? And I said, nope. And she said, why? I said, I'll tell you why, because you're not taking it serious. 
For years now, I've been in your system, advised by you so-called experts about this and about that, and I've been nothing more than a guinea pig. Now, I've asked no. you three times to confirm that, you know, and she was using adjectives like exceptional, brilliant, blah, blah, and all this kind of thing. Three times you've confirmed this in front of this young lady here. I said, you know the reason why I'm laughing? Nope, I haven't been taking your medication for a long, long time. Oh, and she went bananas. She went absolutely bananas. And she said, right, the doctor will not be... I'm going to book you an appointment. I said, please do. In fact, can we go and see the doctor now? Can we do it now? Yes. No, yeah. no, 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 no. Um, <laughs> she really took it personal. And uh, anyway, I went to see the doctor and I booked an appointment. And I don't know, I'm sure listeners can relate to this, Elaine. Straight, straight to human nature. In those days, I was still very, very fiery. Very fiery. I thought, right, okay. So we're in for, um, you know, a bit of a tear up here. So I got myself really psyched up for this uh, this meeting with the doctor, expecting him fully to say, you know, read me the riot act. And uh, so I'm ready for it. So anyway, I go to the appointment and knocks on the door. Uh, right. OK, doctor, I, he went to shake me. And I said, there's no need for that. I haven't come here for pleasantries. Let's get down to it. Let's do it because you're going to lecture me. And then she said, no, I'm not. I said, well, that makes a change. So you're going to adopt a nice, gentle style, but you're still going to give me the what? No, I'm not. He said, I want to shake your hand for achieving what you've achieved. Wow. Well, by this time, Elaine, I'm mega confused. It's like, I didn't come here for pleasantries or acknowledgements. I come here for a fight. Um, (laughs) Because that's what I've had in the system for for years. Um, And he said, listen, if we can overturn and cure something as critical and as devastating as cancer... I'm sure we can make a fist of it with diabetes. What do you think? I said, mm. well, am I not living proof? He said, yeah, you are indeed. He said, and that's why I want to shake your hand and say, well done. I'd almost be tempted to buy you a cream cake, you know, a little bit of a <laughs> smile on his face. But that was an interesting, I've never forgot that, Elaine. That was an interesting insight for me. Um, you know, recently I had a client, uh, a mentee that was on about, you know, being in the system. And I don't want this to be a bash in the sort of, you know, the medical profession, you know, because at the end of the day, they don't know what they don't know either. Um, exactly. Um, but, you know, this 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 client of mine, uh, who actually turned later subsequently into a friend, he come out with a statement and I thought it was very interesting. And it was on about, um, he'd been given some, some medical advice and and he'd sort of acted on it. And I said, but why? And he said, yeah, but these are professional people. They really know what they're they're doing and what they're saying. And I said, do they really? Do you believe that? And he said, well, don't you? And I said, no, I don't. I will Mm -hmm. talk to people in any profession about any subject. And if it's something that I'm not clued up on, I, I won't try and sort of, you know, flannel. I'll admit, you know, that I don't know. But I'll ask them for their insight. And depending what the knock-on effect of their insight is will determine how much time and energy I will then spend researching it. Not because they've said it's right, but I'll go to alternative sources. A bit like what you're saying, um, Elaine, you know, another way of thinking, if you like. Um, You know, I know Deepak Chopra. I've been to the States two or three times to see Deepak Chopra with his, you know, he's a qualified medical doctor but his alternative way of thinking and being. And yeah, it holds a hell of a lot of water. It really does. Um, so, yeah, I suppose the, you know, the, the, the summary there from what we've both just spoke about is, you know, don't take anybody's word for it. 
you know, go and go and look elsewhere at an alternative way of thinking or being. Exactly. And to take up your point about being on nine drugs, um, I'm looking at an article now on the Internet here um, from a website called naturalsociety.com. And in 2015, there was an article that they published, um, and I've heard this many times uh, in, from other sources as well. At that time, nearly 52% of the deaths in America were, were related to prescription drugs. And um, I say this all the time with cancer. People very rarely die actually from cancer. They die from the side effects of the treatment or the drugs that they're given. Mm. And you end up having, I mean, nine drugs for diabetes. I mean, that's downright ridiculous. Mm. So you've taken one drug for one symptom and then that gives a side effect. So you take another drug for that side effect and so it goes on. It makes me very cross. Well, I got to the stage where I was rattling. But I think what we've done there, Elaine, bringing this to a conclusion now, um, it was, to say the least, I think... Uh, Quite, quite a thought-provoking conversation. So I thank you for that, uh, as, as I do always, because your your knowledge and your insights are, are invaluable. So uh, as, as I always conclude these uh, very informative conversations, Elaine, how can people get in touch with you? My website, which is www.perfect-health.co.uk or just look up Elaine Godley on Google or Facebook and you'll find me or LinkedIn. Superb. So there you go, listeners. Elaine Godley, um, the creator of the Perfect 10 Wellness Programme. Hope you've enjoyed that. Certainly hope you've got some great value from it. And until the next time, remember, mastering life starts by speaking from our hearts. Take care. Hearts, helping everyone achieve results towards success.